At Morgan Stanley, old school hard work meets bold new thinking. At 88 years old, we still see the world with the wonder of new eyes, helping you discover untapped possibilities and relentlessly working with you to make them real. Old school grit, new world ideas. Morgan Stanley. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. And good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off the best day for stocks in a couple of weeks, NASDAQ at new highs for the year. That labor market data this morning, though, comes in a little warm. Futures do lose some gains in that two-year yield back to 4.2. Our roadmap is going to begin with retail, though, and the consumer. Walmart rallying after raising their full-year guidance, at least. Plus, we've got the return of that big tech trade, NVIDIA and Meta. They're both up more than 100% year-to-date. Of course, names such as Apple and Microsoft have also rallied sharply. We're also keeping an eye on shares of Cisco. They are moving lower ahead of the open, despite what was a raise of its full-year profit forecast. Let's get to Walmart. Up in the pre-market, company posts a quarterly beat, raises its outlook for the full year, although the current quarter guidance is just shy of consensus. U.S. comps up 7-4. We were looking for something with a 5 as consumers shifted more purchases to grocery. E-commerce, though, up 26, Jim, after Amazon 11 and Target down 3. Uh, I'm so glad you pointed that out. The two surprises are e-commerce and international. Uh, yesterday, Brian Cornell, you know, otherwise I thought really good call from Target, Mentioned, hey, of course, you know that, that's, that e-commerce is slowing down. More people are coming back to the stores. And it was said in the notion of, a, of course. Well, of course, Walmart continues to build e-commerce. And, David, you know how you first brought out that Amazon could have this amazing advertising business? Yeah, we just discussed it some time back. Walmart making money. Are they? Yeah, a lot of money. So, and you've got John Rainey there, late of uh, PayPal, and he's a terrific CFO. John David Rainey. John, right? doesn't he like to, oh, apparently he likes to go by his full. He did name. when he was at PayPal. You know, <laughs> that's what I was. What Jimmy Kramer on the trading court. He says in her notes here. All right, so John so David Rainey. I'm so glad we brought that up because that was right where I was going. Uh, you know what? Millen. Okay, so listen, Princess Bride. Um, <laughs> there is the early read is so positive on Walmart that it makes me wonder why anyone felt. I mean, we're like, did people really think it was going to be bad after Target? It's, it, look, it, it, it's better than Target, but a lot of it's food. But then again, who cares? I mean, food may not have the margins, but the fact is, is that they pivoted big. And it's interesting that they were talking about how the people are buying smaller form factor. Yes. They should be buying the Walmart brand, which tastes really good. You, I could do a taste test with you. You wouldn't know string beans. Really? But, string beans? Yeah. Wait, there's a Walmart string bean brand? It's about as good as it gets. Wow, interesting. I did. Yo, 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 David Giant. It's fantastic. I, one for one. I did taste tests. No one could tell. Of course you did. Because why wouldn't you be doing taste tests of string beans? Channel checks. Well, yeah. Channel check. Yeah. Channel yeah, check. I mean, let me and check the string bean quality it, today <laughs> at Walmart. Because I got all, nothing else to do. Granular you know, research. Just, I'm I, really I like, I'm just. <laughs> we'll get to that no, later. <laughs> well, let me um, tell you, okay? The CFO does say consumers are trading down to smaller pack sizes, which you just said. But, which makes and no sense because that's the big ripoff. And also says discretionary spending, such as on electronics, TVs, home apparel, more selective, 
waiting until items right. go on sale. Jim. And the cadence was not great, but the cadence at Target was an you know, amazing drop-off. Uh, look, I just think that when you look at what Walmart's doing, the operating margins are really good. And I th- point that out within the confines of how much they raise people's salaries. Remember when they had that $14 salary and you thought, well, wait a second. I remember when, you know, now this is a long time ago, my second documentary, it was 10 bucks. That's what they were talking about. Yeah, I know. That, that's it was a my, debate around 10. My late father said, a long time ago. does Walmart not know about the uh, 13th Amendment? And then you did Amazon. And my, my father said, did, did Amazon not know that they freed the slaves? I mean, those, document, those documentaries, they reminded me of, it was like they were, with a factory floor behind them. In a, no, that's <laughs> That was different. That was different. No, I but just think... But to your point, it's a long time ago, and wages have, wages have gone up dramatically, and we don't talk about... No. We don't talk about that well, as, a, as an issue any longer for Walmart. And frankly, Target. Amazon led the way to a certain extent. Where are they? Close to 20 yeah, bucks, But how right? about Target putting so many people through school, and yet nobody yep. cares? I mean, these are kind of like... It, it, yep. People care less about this. Yeah, they care about ESG more than they care about this. These companies have made major changes, and yet they are... So impressive. And how much money they've made and, and how big they became during COVID. It was obvious that WATCH, another one of my acronyms that nobody gives me credit for anymore, just took huge market share away from everyone. And they did it. By the way, Home Depot, it, did, it was bad weather in California. It is one-fifth their stores. I didn't think Home Depot was that bad. I think Lowe's will tell us that you'll see that it's not that bad. Home Depot was up 10 yesterday. But I, I look, I, I think that these companies have pulled away. A lot of retailers closed during COVID. Forget that there were these, it was really hard to get the special payments, the PPP. What happens is the, the marginal guys closed, and then it's look out. And Walmart is a big winner during this They've period. Also, they also increased their, that, that whole picking up at the, ordering online, picking up at the store, and using the store almost as a, as a distribution And center. people love, Walmart really did well with that. Yes. That's, uh, Target did well, too. I, again, I don't want to, Brian Cornell had a good quarter, but this, this quarter was excellent from Walmart. It was um, just excellent. As a percentage of sales, e-commerce now 17 uh, versus 6 in 2019. It's tripled during COVID. Look, these guys know how to do it, and they did it in a way, if you use it, um, it, the whole thing is is completely automated. It's just 100, look, this is like 100% digitized, uh, and you've just got to applaud them. Uh, We'll talk about that and the reaction to Home Depot Target even yesterday. But first, Steve Leisman's got some breaking headlines uh, from Fed Governor Philip Jefferson, whom we're watching very closely now. Hey, Steve. Yeah, uh, let me explain why uh, Phil Jefferson, the Fed governor, has been nominated by President Joe Biden to become the vice chair of the Federal Reserve Board. So we do listen more carefully to what he has to say. say and, and it's a complex uh, message here from uh, uh, the Fed governor. He says a year is not long enough to feel the full effects of rate hikes. That's a guy who sounds like he might want to be on hold for a bit here. But he goes on to say inflation is too high with GDP slowing considerably. The effects of slower GDP, however, have not been seen in the labor market so far. He does expect, however, a slowing economy to reduce job growth, gradually raising the unemployment rate over time. That's the expectation. But the pace of wage growth, he says, is not consistent with a 2% inflation target. Inflation has come down substantially, he says, but it's still too high, especially the uh, core uh, uh, service sector, ex-housing. Inflation, he says, inflation progress 
has been slowing. That's an important thing that we're hearing from Fed officials, that they're not happy with the pace at which inflation is coming down. It remains a challenge, he says, outside of energy and the food sector. Uh, he also says that he expects the economy to grow more slowly in the second quarter and throughout the year. The base case, not a recession, but that slower growth is what he expects for the remainder of 2023. On the other side, he sees tighter financial conditions, lower consumer sentiment, and a decline in household savings. Uh, when it comes to risk to the economy, here is downside risk in the degree of bank lending restraint. Sounds to me, guys, like a guy who wants to be on hold uh, for a bit, but he could be convinced to go higher if indeed the banking stress does not lead to additional uh, tightening of economic conditions and a slower economy. Carl? Uh, Steve, yesterday Atlanta Fed goes to 2.9, and claims just gave us the biggest drop since 2021. I mean, if you didn't know there had been bank stress, it would have been hard to see it in some of these numbers. It's not showing up in the job market. Really interesting numbers this morning in the claims numbers because the claims number you know, week to week was higher, uh, but the continuing claims has dropped, which means it's, it tells you that at least on a one-week basis here, people who are losing their jobs are finding jobs, again, relatively quickly, such that there's not continuing claims out there. Um, this economy has remained a puzzle, Carl, over many, uh, many months now, especially in the wake of the pandemic slowdown. And now uh, the job market won't quit. Uh, the GDP forecast, as you say, are actually for an acceleration in the second quarter. So not precisely clear what Governor Jefferson is talking about with slower second quarter growth. Well, watch it uh, on the heels of Logan's comments as well, Steve. Thanks. Uh, talking a bit. Uh, Steve Leisman today, busy sure. day for Fed Speak. Let's talk about the big tech rally yesterday. Bespoke tweeted that with today's gains, NVIDIA and Meta are both up more than 100% for the year. The two best performing stocks in the S&P and also two of the seven largest. Jim Nasdaq, uh, mm. high. DAX, all-time high. Best day yesterday for small caps versus large yeah, uh, since I've, November. These are stocks that I've owned for my chapel trust, for, you know, Sometimes, look, I've made mistakes, no doubt about it, but for, uh, for ages. And the reason is because, well, Meta, we just got Montana for Meta. Uh, TikTok ban in Montana, you're yeah, talking Yeah, Reels about. is doing very well. But NVIDIA, I, I mean, look, yesterday, Cisco, and we can talk about Cisco's quarter later, but it is so clear that, you know, Cisco's trying to get the wires out of NVIDIA. Everyone wants the wires out of NVIDIA. By the way, just now, Jensen, uh, Jensen Wong, who was great in John Fortune interview yesterday, uh, revealed uh, G, G, GeForce RTX 4060. This is something to make it so gamers have the best gaming chips. Uh, there isn't anything that this man doesn't have right now. But the most important thing is, is that you cannot run any of these AI formats without his chip. Without the H100, without the GPU that you need, um, manufactured by TSMC, Do you find, say designed by NVIDIA, which is now, any, by the way, a $750 billion well, market cap company again. $40,000 for H100. Um, and but, uh, to wait, your credit, you've been talking about AI and NVIDIA for a well, very long time. In no, fact, it's even nice. back to the time when nobody understood a word you were saying about I it. Because you would I, talk you, about these weird things well, about like, Da Vinci I, and... Carol and I would sit here going, what oh, in the world? I mean, when he put me in the third row of the Globe Theater, when I said I wanted to listen to Henry the Fourth Part Two, which is my fave, by the way. And he had, you know, he's like the original characters. The only thing he didn't have was Shakespeare. But Shakespeare wasn't there, apparently. No, he'll be he back. Goes. Shakespeare will be back. But um, NVIDIA, uh, Microsoft, now Alphabet with the yes. recent rally off of yeah. their presentation from last week, which seemed to encourage investors after being discouraged about where they stood on AI. Mm -hmm. um, Meta. Yeah. 
Now, maybe Tesla, if you listen to Musk, well, what he what said I, the other that's day. That's where I was going. But he does, there's no love lost between Tesla and NVIDIA. No, but they used their, they they used their used chips. To they yeah. used to. I think they were pals. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like they're pals now. Um, I, I, we have, but I think, find it. You know, Jensen had, is a, Jensen's a, uh, one of the most diplomatic people on earth. You saw him with Bill McDermott. People should understand that was a service now. You raised 50 points there. You, you go, if you're in the same room as Jensen, your stock goes higher. Uh, yeah, kind of like with Snow, where uh, the B of A desk says, oh, they had AI mentioned to their, next to their name last night. Well, it does happen. It is like that. Um, but there's one that we haven't even talked about that has AI and has cloud um, and is valued at nine times earnings. <laughs> Alibaba. I knew I thought you might be going there, but then I was like, no, he's not going to Baba, which did report earnings. Stock looks and like it'll doing, be up a bit. They're doing a spin. Um, um, yeah, of well, of the part of it. Yes. Um, yeah. But you get AI. I mean, yes. Now, whatever the government will give you in terms of AI. There it is. It's actually it's nine it times like well, it the stock is down. Are you well, kidding I me? Well, I saw it up three bucks earlier. But well, yeah, that's just wrong. Down. You're getting David. You're well, getting their cloud business. Here. I want to. It's a pure play. They got a lot of people over well, there. Well, don't forget, they're also splitting the company up into being. all these different um, yeah, but, but components, I just, right? I just Six major getting... business groups, uh, each of which will have an ind- ind- will be independently managed by their own chief executive and boards, and then they're able to do their own capital raise. Right. Um, and they are, as Jim says, also going to be spinning off their cloud intelligence uh, uh, Unlocking group. value. That's a stock dividend distribution right. to shareholders. So how could the company with, that has cloud in it be uh, worth nine times earnings when we have our country? Well, maybe because of the PRC. Well, the core business is not growing right now, right? I mean, Ali, no, uh, Taobao and uh, Tmall are, are, are not growing. Okay. They did say in March they started to see an inflection towards growth again. Right. Um, I thought I was as clever. The Jap- as interest- the Chinese consumers started interest- to come back. Excuse it's me. interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting situation versus NVIDIA, which is just an insane situation. Big keynote at the end of the month about what he really means, Jensen. Well, and but now, there's also the question scary. as to whether the big will just get bigger here. Um, Lena Khan, obviously, a guest on Squawk Box Must last week Does talking it about it. Is she, like, angst about this? I, mean, I think she's angst about a lot of things. But um, but you do need to have a very big balance sheet in order to support the kind of computing power you need to, certainly for these large, for these generative yeah. AI I, models, I try to see much, language right. models. If you want a, a card, from you, first of all, you can't get any card. It's, like, sold out for ages. But... You try to make a special deal with NVIDIA. That's what happens. Like special Alpha. deal? How do you well, make a special deal? You call Jensen. You say, I'd like to make a special deal. And because what does I'll, he say? Well, he doesn't charge. Look, it's 40000 40, on eBay. Doesn't you he just to, say there are no special deals? No, he makes deals. He's like everybody else. So you just need a phone. Well, I can't. I lost my phone. Um, no, you, you, they have a business. They, they told you who you can Alphabet, Oracle. I mean, these are companies. Look at this guy just grabbed his ear. Yes, little tar, I think I saw. Getting ready. <laughs> but anyway, it's a very big deal to make that phone call and get the chips. If you can get them, and it's Taiwan Semi, and we must preserve Taiwan Semi because you know what, David? It's what? very clear to me that the United States says that they should not have these, uh, a colony. That's, again, a play on what you said. Uh, well, no, what, what Musk said. 
<laughs> yeah. When we come back, we'll get more to Cisco as shares are moving lower despite that quarterly beat. You'll hear what Chuck Robbins told Jim last night on Mad Money. Bunch of uh, single name stories today. Paramount, Meta's got some news. We'll get to Micron and others as uh, futures lost some gains and then uh, trying to bounce a little bit on the heels of Jefferson's comments. Don't go away. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed Internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional quality expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com slash CNBC. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Cisco is down in the pre-market despite this quarterly beat. There were some concerns last night about declining orders. Last night on Mad Money, Chuck Robbins did talk to Jim about the backlog. We're going to end the year with a backlog that's still double what we would normally have at the end of any given year. We have $32 billion in RPO. We have $24 billion in ARR. And so we have a reasonable amount of visibility to, uh, to the next 12 to 15 months. And so it's, um, it's something that we're working through, but it's reflective of the customer's desire for our technology. Now, there's lead times involved. They're asking us to look sequentially, not annually. Right. And there is, uh, look, I, I'm just going to take it right from the Bank of America piece because it just represents the conventional wisdom. But order declines, it was 23%, which is very big, uh, suggest demand environment is weak. Now, Chuck would contest that that's not the case, but he did mention elongation. He used the word elongation, which we never want to hear. He talked about macro factors. Uh, so you're stuck in the situation where you have all sorts of records operating cash flow, uh, revenues, uh, just fantastic. But people have been saying, look, once things, uh, once there's more availability for product, which they had had a problem getting, uh, you're going to see a drop off. And I, uh, the oddest thing is, is that Chuck came on our show and said this was going to happen. It, they got it. And yet everyone still freaks out. And so I think that I'm, I almost want to say that the stock's been cursed. Because if you look at what Chuck's done in terms of revenues, in terms of uh, the uh, earnings, in terms of, by the way, the balance sheet, which we buying back a lot of stock, in terms of getting things to be much more subscription, it's all good. But it's not fast enough for people. And people, when they look at Cisco, they think, you know what? Well, I mean, look, it's five years. It's just sort of, I was just gonna it's just kind of hanging out. It just hangs it, it just, and it, I feel like this is what happens. And Some I know quarters, got, and then others. And I know, and he's got to really be in the middle anywhere. of AI, and he's telling us the middle of AI, but... Uh, NVIDIA, which is AI, had bought Mellanox, and Mellanox has a system that really gets it to the 
the hyperscalers. That was another brilliant move, six, $6 billion, $7 billion acquisition right. by Jensen Wong, of a company from Israel that sewed up all of the plumbing, not just the brain. Uh, we'll get to more on that. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and countdown to the opening bell as we'll look for some follow-through to yesterday's rally as we're once again bumping up against the top end of this range. Back in a moment. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt Dash, uh, seven minutes before we get started with trading here on this Thursday at the New York Stock Exchange. What do you got? I'm going to throw a ball straight down the middle, okay? A fat pitch is what it's called, FedEx. Uh, There's a catalyst called Buy Idea from Deutsche Bank. It is so right. I think it's going to be a monumental quarter. I think, don't forget, you also have maybe problems with UPS and Strike. But what matters about this is they changed the CEO, as you know, put Mr. Subramanian, and he has changed everything. You're a believer here. Well, they had like five companies, okay? They had five companies. Suddenly they have one company. They had this ridiculous structure where everybody, there was a CEO of everything. I mean, there was a... I mean, no, the CEO of this, the CEO of that. No, there's one CEO, one sheriff, and he's brilliant. And this stock, as you know, David, there was there was fat here like you wouldn't believe. Well, guess what? In this huge fat pitch right down the middle, maybe move a little further, uh, closer to the mound. (laughs) I'm going to try and throw it from the mound. Uh, Good luck, because it's 65, you know, Um, is where you get. Anyway, I love the FedEx piece. I love the Deutsche Bank work. It's very rigorous, and I think it's going to be very right. 500 million of structural cost reduction, both express and ground. Right. By the way, that's lowball. It's going to be much better than that. Targeting just under half of its 4 billion cost target to be uh, reduction to be realized by fiscal 24. This is just looking for an idea. People are looking for ideas. They are, because the markets move so much. Well, here's an idea, FedEx. And remember, doesn't David, get waylaid by the economy, though. I mean, well, it's okay. one thing to cut costs, I, I but it's think another thing de- to be operating when there's not that much demand. Absolutely. Or less demand. And I feel like he's de-risked that by saying, "Listen, I'm not doing this with any economic wind behind my back." That's why I like. It. So okay. if he does catch any, it's good, but he's not. All right. Keep an eye on FedEx, as uh, Carl told you as well. A lot of other uh, things to Who get to. Who we tonight? The Rays. It's today, by the way. Day game. Day game. Day game, baby. Holy cow. Yep. And yep. we're discussing something. Best team in baseball, but we're going to get a winning streak going. Talking about the Mets, but we'll also talk a lot about the markets right after this. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the, the scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, offer me money, offer me power, I don't care. So you just don't care? You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if, 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 uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. 
liked Elon Musk referencing The Princess Bride while defending his tweets during David's exclusive on Tuesday. One of the film's cast members did respond to Musk. Mandy Patinkin, who played Inigo Montoya, tweeted, I do not think it means what you think it means. And I guess there's, there's going to be that kind of reaction. Well, that was from the movie as yeah, well, right. where there was... And Mandy was... Oh, he's an intellectual, terrific guy. I do not wow. think it means what you think it means. But um, did, did great he, to see reactions. Did he though, regardless. the revenge aspect that he's been in the revenge business for so long? So long, I don't know what to do. Yeah, but Tinkin's pretty active on the platform that Elon owns. There is that. Let's get to the opening bell here in the CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It's Arena Group celebrating the launch of the 2023 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. At the NASDAQ, it's Alchemy Investments Acquisition Corp. 1 celebrating its recent IPO. So, Jim... Highest close of the year is uh, 41.79, and we started to make moves in that direction yesterday. Well, I think that we're back in that market that we existed for. I don't know how people remember how long it was 2012 to, to 2020, where we had a group of stocks called Fang, and they moved it. They moved the market. They became so large that they could do that. And look, I'm just going to say we're back. And it, except for we've added a couple of uh, selective ones, uh, NVIDIA being the one that is probably the most exciting. And, David, you know what? I, what? I, there's a sense among a lot of people that it's phony. Yeah. Particularly the rich people, the billionaires, they say well, it's phony. Fortunately, there's one billionaire who likes it and is very honest about it. And his name is Steve Cohen. And I think that's fabulous. He just comes out and says, you know what, it's good. Tepper likes them, too. Uh, but I just think it's just fantastic. He's pretty bullish in the markets, thanks to AI. And uh, you know what? Yeah, Cohen quoted as saying that uh, essentially that is, this has helped sort of create a new yeah. paradigm sort of, and, and a new kind of growth phase for certain parts of the, of the market well, and makes them more positive. But it's interesting that when we hear Fed, Fed people, they never mention it. They never mention, look at the layoffs that are coming. The layoffs, what we're going to spend next year talking about is the reinvention of corporate America. It, it, because, I mean, service down yesterday, like you could ignore what Bill McDermott says, but you basically don't need as many people. Over, there are a lot, there's so many divisions that, yeah, where you go in and you say, you know what, we actually don't need most of these people because, because of what you talked about in terms of how powerful AI, in terms of the worry, like you can do HR, you can have HR be AI. But maybe you program AI incorrectly and HR does the wrong thing. It may. It may. We don't. I, you know, listen, it's moving so quickly. The impact of uh, GPT-4, other generative uh, AI, what it's going to mean, we just don't know. No. But we do expect that it's going to replace a lot of functions. I should mention, of course, the reason we have this baseball here, given we're mentioning Cohen, he, he did say one thing to me, because I'm throwing out the first pitch today, is uh, don't bounce it. Right. Oh, and so he doesn't really speak to me very often, so, you know, I guess the prospect is he'll never speak to me again well, if I probably, do bounce it. But you, know. but you get a million dollars if you don't bounce it? I'm not going to bounce it. No, I mean, I practiced so long when I did it in 2016. It's probably the highlight. For the Phillies. Not for the Mets, obviously. No, for the Phillies. Phillies. And what I did was I started 20 feet, then 30, then 40. I practiced every night with my team. Power Molly, thank you. And it was just, uh, there it is for me. Oh, man, there it is. It was, there it is. Look at that. That's a strike. 
And it was I just nipped the right-hand corner, which was, was really perfect. Then I, I took down the fanatic. Like, so anyway, Jim David, Kramer. I want to wish you great luck. Thank you. Because it is the most exciting thing that well, you might ever do in your life. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have some good video tomorrow. <laughs> Me throwing, you know, I figure around 65, 70 right down right. the middle. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. David, you might want to hit the corner <laughs> like I did, because you don't want it to be hit out of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I got to speak to Chase Utley. Uh, just my, just my yes, hero. Right before, hey, let me speak to one. And I said, I, he sees me, and he goes, it's not going to hey. be 50 Cent. No. All right? And, you know, they don't. No. So or Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't do it. So Chase Utley sees me. This is my idol. Oh, these are all wrong. Oh, don't look God. at that. What are you guys doing here? Hey, Utley says to me, hey, I'm short Apple. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Why don't you send me an invitation to your funeral? I got him to cover. Oh my God, these are really priceless. By the way, Travis Kelsey recently bounced it also. Oh, there's I mean, Joy, just saw Jordan. Oh my God! Uh, you'll be in good company if uh, if something People goes wrong. People think it's so happen, darn man. easy. I, uh, that's not going to happen. They think it's so easy. I practiced for three months. I went out a couple of times. It's Kareem right. helped me. We'll see I how it the, goes. I had people on my this on the great staff we have from Mad Money back in Anglo Cliff. And after after every show we would go out. My arm was just I mean That's holy the, cow. You throw your arm I iced yeah, my arm only, every night after all the like practice. Two dozen pitches before yeah. gets and rest. I, I told him to warm up. The uh, the I Diamondbacks uh, manager let me warm up in front of them. I'm gonna try and do some. David, you've right. got to get you no I'm sorry, it's it's I, just such a I, highlight. I, <laughs> Look at that. I shook up the first pitch. You wanted me to go fastball. I knew. I, 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 now, some right. people say I hung now, the curve. You, you kind of came off the mound yeah. a little uh, well, towards I'm the so end there. Well, I was so excited. I, I couldn't. <laughs> it's just such a great thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to ask Elon whether he wanted to go out and throw a little, because that would have been a good Elon. day. Little, but, uh, but you we interviewed didn't, him. We didn't get there. All right, let's get back to the markets, guys. You know, everything we're talking about, Apple, Meta, Alphabet, Amazon, Microsoft, yeah. all up. Icon Enterprises. Uh, Icon Enterprises. Which one does not belong in that list? <laughs> not up. <laughs> what, you're looking at my screen here? I'm just keeping an eye on it. Um, NASDAQ is up a bit, but this is sort of the trade that we've been talking about for some time. Should mention Tesla. Um, and then uh, Netflix, to bring back one of your old uh, How do you like that with the, with the, the, ad, the tier, ad tier? The market responding positively to the fact that they said they have five million in the upfronts, five million subscribers to their ad tier. I, in a way, would have thought it would have been higher. Am I wrong I, in expecting I, that the number would have been higher? Be so when she said that. Yeah. I thought it would be seven, then I thought it would ignite Disney if they did seven. Uh, igniting Disney would take what? Um, just a ba- seven batteries of Patriot missiles. I don't know what it would, would do. Look at this Walmart. Walmart is up four. This is the largest retail in the world, and it's trading like a small cap. Very exciting. I mean, I don't want you to jump around too much, but Walmart is. No, no, everybody it's, goes to Walmart. It's, it's big earnings, incredible. as you point out. Um, we had we we mentioned them all. Right. Walmart, Cisco. Baba amongst the bigger right. companies. Baba is now down about uh, almost 4%. That's amazing. People um, don't care about that. By the way, you know, it's an adjusted EBITDA number. There's a lot of change going on at the company in terms of the six different divisions. Uh, and then there's real questions still about the Chinese consumer. We talk about it often. It turned out We've seen this the cloud. bifurcation that you've discussed in terms of the highest end seeming to do well. But below oh, that, the middle class, frankly, late, perhaps late, not as... Not as willing to spend right. there. Late stage capitalism. That's what. That's exactly what Marx said would happen to capitalism, but it's happening to communism. Marx is rolling over in his grave. You know what I mean? Right now. Yes. Uh, David, uh, there is a call. I happen to love Procter and Gamble, and I think it's going to have a monster run as the pro- costs come down. The sales continue higher, but it was downgraded, 
in a very, in truest, Bill Chappelle, who's a fantastic analyst, saying, valuation, enough. It's just too high. And I find this painful because we're in an era where you're seeing these companies, the behemoths, are taking charge of the supermarket, and Procter's doing so well. But I point it out because uh, there is no doubt about it that he, that Bill has a lot of power, and he's a very good analyst. I want to go against him here at these levels, but he's a good analyst. Although, um, if you look at CPI from March and April, uh, food at home prices have been negative. And True. are we going to get to a point where the consumer, with still a good labor market, can once again afford maybe an incremental discretionary well, item. Uh, Proctor would say in their defense that their brands are so powerful that people will not trade down, and there's been very little trade down for Proctor. In the meantime, there's about 11,000 ingredients to go into different Proctor, Proctor products, and every one of them's down. And yet, when you go to the store, you don't pay much less. So that one, and then I'm going to just jump right over to take two, where Strauss Zelnick gave you two-year guidance. Not one year, but two-year guidance. And uh, some of it is obviously Grand Theft Auto, uh, GTA, which has been the greatest performing uh, entertainment property of all time. But he's also getting the benefit of this new NVIDIA, the SVR, GeForce RTX, which is on average 2.6 times faster, which will then make Grand Theft Auto even more lifelike. Even more than it is now. People are still playing video games, and Strauss, is, Strauss was the most, after having come on my show and, uh, and saying he was very upset with how he had done, he then gives two-year guidance, which is just unheard of in this business. Yeah, it's, a, it's an $8 billion revenue number for fiscal 25, exactly. despite the fact that the guidance in the print's not that great. No, nope. um, and that's just him saying, a lot of people are then going to say, there must be a new version of Grand Theft Auto coming down the pike. Uh, I think wow, Strauss is It's been a nice move this remarkable. year, but it does put in perspective, obviously, the highs that were hit... Uh, over the last oh, couple of years and still well below absolutely. it. Absolutely. In the last five, yeah. Um, what does that mean for Activision? Any any read-through at all for well, what just, will most likely be a, an independent Activision? Uh, this is tough because or everyone's EA. waiting for Grand, Grand Theft Auto, and that's yeah. he, he, he kind of teased it. But I would say that I know this is uh, it's not pie in the sky. The NVIDIA people really believe that you'll want to have, that this refresh is going to be very exciting. I, I've seen well, what it's where it, it all like. started, of course. The well, GPU was originally for Yeah, that's for what these, he did it for. Yeah. I saw Before the early version of this, AI. and I saw the Stormtroopers from uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell which one was the actual versus which one was from the movie. You know, the movie's the actual, and then there's game players, and you can't tell the difference anymore, which is all what we saw coming. You can't tell the difference between the real and the... And what's made by AI. Yeah. I mean, two things. One is uh, Goldman's guidance, both to us and in a note yesterday, that AI over 10 years could boost net margins by 400 basis points and earnings by 30% on the S&P. Well, that, that's what I say. We're going to be sitting here and we're going to be raising numbers for so many different companies as they figure out what is what divisions can be redone. And you think AI. that's why Triple Q's here, 52-week high? Yeah, I think that obviously there's, when you listen to, I obviously listen to Fast Money, listen, I listen to, you know, Halftime with Scott, and the all of the people on there are trying to grasp about yes. when it's, when is it's, it just too much of a bubble? Right now, but right now it's still in a, it, it, listen, it is being used even more, I mean, let's not forget to write code as well, but it's still it more of an experimentation it. stage at present being used in certain areas. To your point, Jim, 
and as it only gets more powerful, right? I mean, they're probably testing GPT-7 right now. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I know. Um, as, it, as it gets more powerful and more capable, and companies really have a better understanding of exactly how to use it, well, it's going to greatly enhance productivity, potentially. Right. Uh, Jan Hatzius, the chief economist, Goldman Sachs, talking about that some time back. But or, and or it's also going to end up replacing a lot of employees. Well, what's the what did he set it up for, Jensen? Besides gaming, it was for the digital twin of the factory, so that you could figure out exactly you could build a factory that's digital twin and then cut waste by thirty percent. Now, I, Jensen's an ESG guy, but it's not like oh, let's do this so we can get votes. No, he's deeply concerned about waste. That's why he blew it out. That's why he thought it'd be so great. Right. Uh, and if you can cut out the waste of a BMW factory, or by the way, let's cut to the chase, Ford. Ford and NVIDIA. What, those, what, what am I supposed to make a Ford and NVIDIA? Well, that you can figure out how to make, one, if you listen to a fellow that you interviewed the other day, uh, at Musk. Yes. Uh, he talks about the advantages of, that he has. Well, Ford has to make everything cheaper make manufacture with less expense right and you bring in nvidia and they recreate it for you digitally they, and, and visually and you don't have to stop the assembly line so you don't you know, normally you'd have to shut the assembly line for weeks to figure out how to make it better no you use it this is what the main thing that he wanted to use it for well, right now to your point tesla's got a great what cost advantage, advantage what in advantage? terms of in terms of how they're able to manufacture. And well, by the way, the manufacturing process for the Cybertruck is also completely different. Well, or that's not completely, but quite different. New, that, they had to design their own equipment to be able to create these crazy shapes, for example. All right. Well, did you feel that the Cybertruck's going to be boutique, or do you think it's going to be mass? I don't know. Because the F-150 people would tell you. Boutique. Boutique Rooney McFatty. I, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, We'll see what it drives like. Elon says he's going to be using it as his main car. Well, Jim Farley reminds me that of our party that was at CNBC, at the, the NBC party in Washington, powered by the F-150, and he told me to power the entire tailgate of, uh, uh, of an Eagles party. I may actually ta- I may power a Taylor Swift concert with my F-150 that's on order. Are you going to happen to go see Taylor at any point? He's in Boston passed, this week. I weekend. passed up on it. Do you have any extra tickets? I passed up on it. I did. I had a lot of extra You didn't tickets. let me know? No, Not I that passed. I care, but I do have I a, I do have I, a 17-year-old had, daughter who's going to be back in town. All right. I had yeah. 10 tickets. 10? Yeah. Wow. What'd you do with them? Uh, did you sell them? Um. <laughs> oh, then I have to say something, too? Can I just go like that? <laughs> you can just... It's 12 seconds. <laughs> um, Micron is uh, going to be a name we'll watch, too, in the chip space, Jim. They're investing uh, in I, Japan on some next-gen chips. I, this I, is going to take you back. This is not that far from the 52-week high as well. Sanjay Marotra, one of my favorite CEOs of Micron, is drawing a line in the sand. Now, he did tell us, as recently as the Washington's Correspondence Dinner, that he did think that we were getting near the end of the chip glut. And this is the when he's committing this amount of capital to Japan. Uh, and people don't know him. Uh, this is a man who is a very, uh, he's, not, he's not a blowhard, he's an operator. But when he, when he puts this much money out, what that says is, you're done going down AMD, you're done going down HP. Now, AMD's been a remarkable stock, but I'm just saying that the amount of spend he's committing, he's, he's saying that the glut is done. And it's time to go long. And when Micron has these periods, it goes up between 30 and 50 percent, not this little game. 
What about the argument yesterday that it really was about leadership broadening out? Some say bears capitulating, uh, looking at cyclicals. We've got an upgrade or a catalyst call by on FDX today. I love that. Deutsche. I love that. But 2009, we had as much cash now as we had in 2009 on the sidelines. And then we were worried about the republic. Now we're just worried about First Republic. I mean, come on. This is really one of those moments where people have way too much cash on the sidelines. Have your debt ceiling concerns rolled off? Well, I just think that the president, when he decided to cut back on a very important trip to an ally, made a statement that was important that I think that the Republicans wanted to see. I still think there have to be glitches because it's just theater down there. But that cut short trip was something that I think people said, you know what? He needs he knows he needs a deal. He can't afford to not have a deal because he's run for president. So when you mentioned cash on the sidelines, though, the difference now is you're getting five percent. It's a, it's a, it's a well, little 5%. less motivated, you know, when you to, well, to move when you're at least getting an actual return. Well, look, I get that, but taking. if you can make 20%, 5% looks pretty awful. We saw some good numbers. You see the numbers uh, that one of the firms put out about after the when the tightening cycle's over. The last two have been remarkable, and you certainly did a lot better than being in cash. But yeah, you're right, David. I mean, it's never it's never felt so comfortable to be in cash except for the fact when you're manager. When your clients call you and say, oh, look, I, look, if I needed, if I wanted that, I just put it in cash. Well, right. the, great, the great analog is when you have CPI five points off the peak, which right. never has happened a dozen times in 60 years. But when that happens, and it's likely we'll get it next month because of these base effects year on year. I mean, we're, well, we're going to be looking, talking about three handles at I, least. I, I think that we are... Sorely mistaken, though. I think we're going to get some wage deflation. I think one of the things that's happened, and we all know it, but nobody talked. I think we all know people have been laid off. I mean, you know, these are people who would have been fought for. I hope you guys, I have, I have a, lot of, a lot of people I know have been laid off. You do? Yeah. Oh, don't musk me. No, I, I, I don't. Really? Just trying to think about it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I do. I, I know a lot. And, and they, some of them are younger people, and some of them are people who are making a decent wage, and some of them, I think, are being laid off because of this, indeed, AI. Well, you saw BT uh, over in Europe. Vodafone. Huge uh, telecom broadband provider. 40% of their workforce. These are people who like, they had jobs, and they were doing well, and next thing you know, you came in, and, well, you know, everybody I talk to, I always ask every company, can you find workers? And they're like, yeah, no kidding. It's a big position for Patrick Drahi. BT. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. On Sotheby's. Well, likes leverage. A lot of leverage. There's a lot of people looking for jobs. The Fed's going to win. <laughs> for, for now, Dow's down 100, uh, 4160. Take a look at the markets here as we uh, bounce around this range, but obviously coming off strength yesterday. Quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Big update this week. Uh, you can you. sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club, or we like to provide a little QR code on the screen as well. It takes you straight there. As we go to break, we got uh, Jefferson and Logan comments, and we'll get a little more data coming up uh, at 10 uh, with existing uh, for the time being. That two-year back to 4-2 got some attention. Don't go away. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Continual theme of this quarter is people are back to the mall. And uh, Bath and Body Works had a great quarter. This is, uh, you'll go buy it. It smells real good. Go in it. And one of the things that I think people have got to focus on, I know people say that it's, people are going on vacation. 
They're actually getting out of their house and they're going to Simon Properties and they're going to Federal uh, Realty. Nobody believes this, but they're shopping at these stores. And I must tell you that if that company can have an upside surprise, you better believe that people are going to brick and mortar. Goose and Boot didn't actually have such a great morning. Boot Boot did very bad and they called badly and they called it a reset. I just said, geez, is that the end of the Western wear? Uh, that, that was terrible for them. They had uh, Loeb there briefly, remember? Bath and Body Works did yes. earlier yes. in the year. But, you know, the, remember, you got Victoria's Secret. Yeah, you know, well, the cats and dogs that turned out to be not so bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I come back and say, let's say Lowe's is going to be very important. It was just some week. I, I, a very exciting week. We tend to, unfortunately, it's been all overshadowed by... A couple of, uh, of AI, but there's some big companies that are reporting, and Walmart is a major story for me. It's just major. Yeah. And how about tonight? Well, I have, I'm doing, I'm working on these growth, junior growth companies, and this one may be my favorite, which is Celsius. And now, I have to tell you, and there are many people, even I'm looking at one, who start their day with Celsius, and I am going to um, blow this one out. I think this is the PepsiCo great story. PepsiCo took a stake. And this is real. And a lot of people felt it was a short. A lot of people thought it was ridiculous. What do they do? Not, kind of a, not a five-hour energy drink, more of just a fresh, natural energy drink. And I'm switching. I am switching to Celsius. Good. Finally, five little, hour. we could use a little energy. Yep, the five-hour energy. By the way, I once bought the five-hour energy at Costco. My wife threw them away immediately. She goes, why don't we have a five-hour heart attack? I mean, this stuff is crazy. And yet it doesn't really have all that much caffeine. But I'm going Celsius from now on. Jim, we'll see you at 6 on Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. As uh, we're down 122, tech is leading today. Uh, VIX still below 17. Don't go anywhere. See right. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.